One thing I get questions on a ton is how do I even adjust if I know all the skills, I, I'm bringing these people in, I'm doing the community lectures, I want to help kids with behavioral learning and socialization challenges, anxiety, mental health challenges, but one of the challenges is they're hard to get on the table and adjust. Um, kind of also same things apply for toddlers and little ones as well. So I want to give you some really simple and very specific things to do. Um, first of all, I hear a lot of, well, just do this or do that, but there's not a lot of reasoning behind it. So I want to give you some reasons, some brain-based reasons, and then I want to give you some action steps so that you understand and that also it's not just a memorized thing. It's a, you understand why we're making this recommendation and then you can use it as a peg and then you can modify, you can have cognitive flexibility with the person on the table. So here's what you want to do. We all know that in this demographic and when you're working with kids in general, um, that having them go face down on a table or even palpating their spine if they're not face down um, can be really triggering. You can see refusal, refusal. You can see that they're wiggly. You can see that they're just refusing to do it. They don't want to do it. And it looks like they're being disobedient. They're being bad, but we understand that all behavior is there for a reason. This avoidance is there for a reason. So let's talk about what we can do to meet them where they are, bridge the gap, play a new game, what we like to call merge it and repeat and make your job a lot easier. So first of all, if you're seeing that consistently, we know that there's little tricks like, hey, adjust the baby doll. Well, what's happening when you're adjusting their stuffed animal or their baby doll? That's a great place to start with little kids. That's a great place to start if that's appropriate for the person that you're, the age group and that's what they're interested in. If you take a teenager who's refusing and they have, let's say, anxiety and they're there and you have a teenager and you try to show them with a stuffed animal, that might not be a good solution, but what we're doing there is we're giving them prediction. We're giving them the ability to see what it is you're doing back there because we know that when we're talking about toddlers and when we're talking about, or even older kids, and when we're specifically when we're talking about behavioral learning and socialization challenges, we know that we have, an, we have some decreased ability to visualize back here future, past, just visualize in general. So then you say, hey, let me give you a stimulus back here by touching your spine, particularly in an area that's really sensitive if we're up in the neck. And we need you to just be okay with that. Well, they can't visualize, they can't connect this sensory input, this input that they're having back here to what's actually happening. So we want to give them a visual, right? It's why we we play with them, we have them help us, you know, adjust the baby or the stuffed animal, and that's why that helps. And then it's like, oh, we played, I can see, now I get to do it. But here's what we wanna do. We want to kind of facilitate that, but in older kids. And the way I want you to do that to start, which will be really successful, is we want to start matching, you know, this sensory input, this tactile input that they're getting to vision right, to their ability to visualize, which means they can process, which means decreased anxiety, which means decrease that fight or flight, decrease avoidance or deflective behavior. So what I want you to do first is I want you to start with a part of their body um, that even if it's not where you're going to be adjusting, a part of their body that they can see. So you may start by saying, hey, can I feel your, can I, can I feel your hand? Can I feel your arm? They can see this, I'm using my vision to, I can see what's happening here. I can see when you touch here, 
I can connect the touch to the vision to the activity of what's happening as opposed to just going in back here. It doesn't matter if you explain it. Again, that's another part of the hierarchies of brain development. If a child or an adult is in stress, even taking an auditory, turning it into pictures, and then having appropriate visualization and processing is a task. And so you're like, I explained it. Parents will say this. I explained the rules a million times. I explained what we were doing. I don't know why they're having stress. They knew what was coming. Well, they weren't visualizing it, converting auditory into vision. So we're going to drop down. We're just going to say, hey, I want to show you what I'm going to do back here. I just want to, can I feel your hand? And so you just, you know, you just are palpating their hand. Maybe they can see it. Make sure you use not light. A lot of people want to go like really light pressure. Use a broad and kind of firm contact. That's going to help with processing. Um, it's going to decrease that like surprise um, and lack of prediction. So just give a nice firm, not hard, don't hurt them, nice firm and broad contact and just, just palpate their hand like this. And then you can have them, so you show them, show them what you're gonna do, maybe show them on mom. And if they're really having trouble, stop with the words, just use fewer words, show on mom, ask permission, um, with your gestures and with your language, depending on if they're verbal, nonverbal, and use then do it on them and then have them. So show, touch, right, in an area that they can see. Have them touch with you. Ask if either mom can do it with you, literally hand over hand, um, and or the child do it with you hand over hand. And so they can get used to your touch. We're decreasing stress, decreasing lack of prediction, right? Tying it into the tactile, right? And then we can move into maybe up here, and then we can move back here. And then you do, again, show on mom. Have them either have mom hand over hand with you, do it with a firm touch, or broad, firm. Have them put their hand, take their hand, do it with you. And then we're not forcing any of this. We're meeting them where they are and we're slowly building, right? And then have them do that with you. Then their hand goes away and you're there. So we've met them where they are. We've given them the ability to visualize. We've connected touch and vision so they can process what's happening back here. All of that can happen very quickly. Although some people, some kids might need that to happen over a few visits, that's okay too. Don't expect that you're just gonna be able to go in, get them face down and do it. You may, you may be able to do that whole process in one minute. Um, and it may take a little bit of tilling the soil with some of these kids and adults that are in massive stress, that have big gaps in development, but trust me, prepare mom or dad for this. Say, hey, it may take us a little bit. We want to make sure we're never forcing your kid. We never want to adjust them when they're in fight or flight. Um, and I see that happening sometimes um, in offices where people want to just force, well, let me just get in there when they're, when they're upset and I'll just, I'll just get the adjustment done and we'll just do it. No, you want to meet them where they are. We want to adjust them in a state of calm if possible. Um, and a state, a state of safety, they feel safe. And so we do that by giving them more prediction, giving them more visualization and ability to process what it is you're doing, accept what you're doing, and then we can make the adjustments. They need to feel safe, they need to feel calm, they need to feel connected and in control. 
And that's just a basic starting point. And so this is just a, a very easy way to meet individuals that are in more of a fight or flight. You may even use some of these techniques with adults that do not have deflected development, but that are in states of chronic stress. You may just, you know, as you're talking to them before you get them on the table, start giving them a broad contact, giving them some prediction, even if it's a patient who's been with you forever. We have a lot of people in chronic stress right now. So again, we want to show, we want to touch and touch with them if you need to. So you get their touch with your touch. And then we want to build into going back here um, where they cannot see. And then we can work face down, right? It may be quick. It may be over a few visits. You will build connection. It will be a game changer for being able to adjust a lot of these kids that otherwise are being adjusted by being like, you know, forced, um, which is not good and, and or they're just not getting adjusted. And the struggle happens so often that the parents just don't even want to bring them in because it's such a struggle because the avoidance is there. We have to respect a child's fear. We have to understand that the fear, the behaviors are not there because they're bad. It's giving us a really great clue, a window into the system. We need to understand that and learn how we can enter their world, not force them into ours. And these little tricks are like it's like magic. You're going to do it. And the other thing that's going to happen from this, not only are you going to have better results, you're going to have um, more ability to see these kids, but these parents are going to be just like observing you and blown away that you are seeing their kid be on their challenges and you are making an effort to understand and enter their world and create a safe place as opposed to just forcing compliance to get your agenda done. Trust me, you'll get more, better rapport, better results, and a lot of patience because the parents will go, wow, this place is different and people need to know about it. Without saying anything, without asking for a referral, just by changing your actions because you know more, not necessarily because you do more. Um, okay, everybody, so happy that we have you here. There are studies after studies being even in mainstream media about the kids that are struggling right now. And we need providers just like you to know more to help these kids um, because they're out there and they're out there in masses. We thought that even before the pandemic and now it's just out of control. So please, 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 you're here. Do good work, help your community. Um, I'm grateful for you and grateful that you're out there to help these families.